Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories. That are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs. (laughs) And we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine Wine Wednesday. Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers. Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast. Uh, We are coming at you from Portland, Oregon, and we're so happy that you've joined us again this afternoon. Perhaps it's evening, morning, middle of the night. I don't know. What are you guys doing out there? All I can say is we're so happy that you're back. We love you guys and thank you so much for our support. And I have my two podcast partners here with me today. Say hi, guys. Hi. Well, today we have another juicy story for you guys. Um, I don't know. There's many words. Juicy, inspirational, informational. Um, <laughs> we decided today to talk in general about divorce. We've all been through it. I More than half the nation has been through it, sadly. But this will be a very relatable, I think, topic. And we're just going to kind of have some banter about the experiences that we all went through. Um, not in deep detail, but just kind of like how, it, how divorce affects a human. Um, women today, basically, is what we're talking about. And how, you know, personally, mentally... How it affects your job, your children, your day-to-day activities, um, you know, different coping mechanisms, things like that. Yeah, I think it's it's a good subject, and I think we all had different experiences, and and it, I think every single person who goes through a divorce is it's different for them, yeah. and there, and it could be for many reasons. Bruno, we have a special guest in the background today. That's Bruno. <laughs> well, um, I, and I think it's. You know, some people go through divorce like, you know, it's, you know, one side or the other or there's a common, you know, so it's either like someone cheats or wants to move on and the other person doesn't or it could be that both of you want to move on or it Mm -hmm. could be that there's some baggage that was brought into the relationship that wasn't resolved resolved or... or, um, that you thought you could deal with. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Sure. Can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. That you thought it would be different or they'll change, which is probably That's a, a biggie. More. A lot of yeah. Yeah. people I thought it was try to change another. I mean, I can, I'm guilty, I think, partly yeah. of that, you know, thinking you can change someone and you just can't. Or yeah. that by you staying or being in the relationship, your influence might like. Oh, yeah. Do something. Right. For or having a child will oh, yeah. change. Oh, yeah. right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It, it makes things work. Yeah, weird. anyone that ever thinks um, if you're having a rough relationship and you think bringing a child into the mix might bring you closer together, I... I we don't I, recommend I, No, it. we don't. And honestly, anyone I've ever met that I've talked to about this would say, no, that's yeah. not the experience. Yeah. It's complete opposite. So... I agree, because... I mean, we only had one, um, but yeah, we were going to go for a second and we tried and it was really disappointing for me. But now I look back, I'm like, oh, 
I feel the same way. I actually wanted a huge family. I wanted at least four children. And I I know. And actually, I'm barely handling one. So I don't know. But they say having only one is actually harder than having multiples because you're the entertainment system. The parent is the entertainment system for the kid, and they don't have brothers and sisters to bounce things yeah. off of or fight oh, with high. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, but Sophie, same, uh, I, I, uh, tried to have more kids and it didn't work out. And I do have to say at this point in my life, after what has happened, it's, it's worked out for me to only have had one, me but, too. um, sure. but Amy had three. Yeah. I have three and, and she'll I- let us borrow some <laughs> probably if we want. <laughs> I d- yes. The, the, you know, you you think that, you know, for us, our unhealthy relationship kind of was from the get-go. So, like, for me, I kind of felt stuck in something. And I hoped and prayed that it would get better and, you know, through the years going forward. But, yeah, for we had our oldest and... It took us like three and a half years to get pregnant with the oldest. So then we tried early with Caleb or our middle thinking, um, thinking that, oh, it's going to take forever and then got pregnant right away. Right away. Yeah. Uh huh. And then we had a birth control baby. So okay. I've heard about yeah, these so birth that- control babies <laughs> as so, well. So, yeah. but ha- th- having three three kiddos it changes the dynamic like I don't I mean anyone who really thinks out there that their relationship can be changed by having a baby that just you know I just don't see how that could be I know that it has happened in people's lives but I think that was more of like a learning curve but mm-hmm. don't go out there and think, oh, my gosh, your relationship's going to be so much better <laughs> once you have a baby because it really complicates things. It sometimes. does complicate things. And I think so from what I know from the three of us, all three of us were the ones that filed for divorce, mm-hmm. right? That's right. That's right. And how did what, what was your experience like? As far as, you know, your divorce, you, you filed and it was, he left and, you know, uh, Mr. X left. And- no, <laughs> that's no. What, I was hopeful. Um, <laughs> I, I, that's, well, yes, I wanted to stay in the house and I wanted to stay in the house with my daughter and I thought it was best if Mr. X would have left, but he stayed and he put his foot down and refused to leave and you know, said that he had gotten legal advice and that he was advised not to leave. And so it just made it, it complicated things because it was made it uncomfortable because here we are, we were cohabitating under the same roof while we were going through a divorce and trying to still, you know, live our lives. And kind of, it was a two-story house and like one of us was living upstairs and the other one was living downstairs. Yeah. Often, especially yeah. in this climate. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, and, and what year was this? That, it, that would have been 2015. 2015 was when I filed. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, that was just, I remember that being such an uncomfortable time living under the same roof. And then finally, Oh, well, you guys know the story. I already told it. We were forced to move because of 
losing the house. Yeah, that was part of your episode. Um, That was one of part of my original episode. Yeah, yeah. But um, where was I going with this? Like, oh, so yeah, I uh, so finally, I kept hoping. I mean, I did. I want. I did want to not be in the marriage anymore. I mean, I will just say that I knew that we were done, and I think we both knew we were done for a long time, but neither party was really willing to take the step. I mean, it's hard. It's It's really hard because you know that's what's best and that's what needs to happen, but you don't really want to break up your family. I think that I, I had those feelings for, I hate to say it, but several years to be completely honest. And then things are, you go along and things are okay, just okay for a while, but never really a hundred percent peaches and cream. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, what was it like sour (laughs) tart? Um, so yeah, peaches and cream. Mm. What was it? What's a, what's What's the opposite of wasabi? No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Um, yeah. So shit, I just lost my train of thought. So we, um, lived under the same roof, same file. Oh, so finally, actually, surprisingly, he came to me one day frustrated and just said, Heather, you need to divorce me. And so that really, honestly, that's all I needed because I already knew that's why the, did he go do that visit? Because you were still fighting or, and it was getting tough or because he was, I, th- I called out on things. Uh, you know, that's actually a good question. I feel like I, I mean, what I remember, I might, I just, I think it was because yeah, it was so uncomfortable and yeah, we were just kind of not like, like ships crossing in the night. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like we were screaming and yelling at each other. It wasn't that kind of fighting. It was more just like the silent treatment, which is horrid. And the yeah. silent treatment's almost worse, you know. And so then um, finally he came to me and said that one day. And then uh, that's all I needed. I just ran with it. And then I had to figure out how to do it. I mean, no one's trained in this, you yeah. know. And um, and I just remember from that point on being really – it was probably one of the hardest things I ever mm-hmm. did in my whole life because I knew I was, you know, what was my daughter when I started this process – 11, 10, 11, something like that. And, um, uh, so, oh, I remember him saying also that he wanted it, he wanted it done like really easy and discreet and quickly, like quickly. Mm -hmm. And then just coming around in, in the coming days. Was he thinking that he was just going to get money from you and that's why he wanted it to go quickly? You know, I, he never said that. I, if I don't think so, I mean, yeah. not to my knowledge, but I'm just wondering why. Yeah. I it. think just didn't want it to drag out, which yeah, okay. Nobody wants it to drag out. I'm just surmising. I don't, we didn't ever yeah. really talk about it, but, um, one thing I think he was worried that he was going to get raked over the coals Yeah, because he said to me many times the words, please be good to me, please be good to me. And he had said that, you know, over time, over several weeks, multiple times to please be good to him because Mm. I'm pretty sure he was afraid he was going to get reamed. Sure. Um, Well, we all know the story about that, you know. (laughs) Well, I I mean, so, I mean, one thing I didn't touch on, you know, or a couple things I didn't touch on in my original episode is, you know, some substance abuse that was a big uh, piece of contention mm-hmm. in our marriage. 
And I'm sure, you know, he was afraid I would call him out on all that. And then, um, and then just, yeah, financial, Mm -hmm. financial issues, obviously, of course, that was one of our, you know, unfortunately, unfortunate things. And, um, and you know, this is one thing I never said too, but I, you know, here I do talk about, well, he did this, he did that. Like I'm the golden child, you know, I mean, I definitely have some accountability and in some, in some ways I could have handled things better. And, and yeah, true. At one point, you know, he already wasn't working and I mainly was the one that always worked, but at the point where we both weren't working, I could have gone and got another job, but I, I sort of was like, I was done. I put my foot down and I'm thinking, well, no, I'm done. I'm exhausted. You need to be the one to step up to the plate. And so we probably wouldn't have been in the circumstance that we were in if I would have stepped up to the plate, to be completely honest, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to put that out there because that's the truth. And then, um, I'm trying to think what was the other thing that he may have been concerned about, but, or just that, yeah, I, but the thing is, is you can't bleed a turnip dry. So, I mean, if I, if he was worried about me raking him over the coals, I, there was really nothing to go after, Sure, you know, there was, there was nothing left. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know unless, you know, he, he did talk me into shared custody, which I did reluctantly. Sure. instead of going for full custody but I think he pushed for that because then he didn't have to pay me as much money mm-hmm. you know but I never really got that's yeah. a whole other podcast but um <laughs> <laughs> well we can so, continue these stories I so think it's yeah, interesting I think we have a lot to say yeah there's a lot to say but no so where I'm going where sorry I went off on a little tangent there <laughs> where I'm going with this is that so then yeah I'm the one that filed and all of us like we were saying and then it took I would say, I mean, I just went to a very basic family law mm-hmm. attorney and, um, it was, um, uh, hold on. I'm losing it. Just a minute. Just a minute. I'm constantly losing it. Actually, that's nothing <laughs> new, but, um, it took about a year. I would say it's mm-hmm. kind of dumb. I mean, it wasn't even like we had to have a lot of mediation or anything like that. It's just the legal system, you know? And I do remember having to meet at the courthouse a couple of times. Oh, did you guys? Yeah. And, but you know, we both present very well and Mm -hmm. he presents very well and I present very well, you know? And so it never looked like there was a, a big contentious problem, you know? So I feel like it, that made it difficult for me to try to portray anything negative. And so I decided not to even go down that road. And plus I'm the type of person that doesn't want to rock the boat. And I was already really nervous. So I didn't want to have to be like hanging out in court for a really long time. And so we were able to get it done in a pretty efficient manner and in a manner that wasn't too expensive. So do you remember when your divorce papers and everything was final from the court? How May, long it took? I think it was May. It was almost a year because I filed in July of 2015 and I think it was final in May of 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Washington County has a one year. Oh. You have it, so it, it's been a... By the time you file to when they close, it has to be a year. So... judges try and push you through and try to rush the process because there's like this one year 
rule in Washington County. I don't know if other counties have the same rule. Okay, interesting. Well, that's good, actually, because it seems like I hear these stories or watch TV shows or whatever, you know, where it seems like it takes like years, you know. So you, Amy? So I I did leave. Um, I actually did not... The house for me wasn't very homey feeling. It was where the kids were, and they were a huge part of my home, but I didn't feel homey with my spouse. And so I didn't want the house, and I didn't want really anything in the house. I took a few things, but I just really wanted to start over and start fresh. So when I left, which was... January 23rd, 24th of 2016, the kids and I moved out then, and we went and stayed with my parents in West Lynn, and I drove them back and forth between West Lynn and Beaverton for four months, and then I found an apartment close That's by. Like maybe like a 25-minute drive. I mean, just to give some perspective, mm-hmm. you know, to listeners well, how far morning, back and forth. In the morning, then it was like for a 50-minute drive. 50, wow. five, zero? Five, zero, oh, because Lord. everybody's trying to get to work oh, and school. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So, and I actually had some friends because I wasn't working then. I was a stay-at-home mom. And so I oh, had that's hard uh, to leave that even when you makes it that's even. panicky because you don't have well I didn't have anything yeah like uh, all oh. the all the I mean for me there were so many pieces and I mean yeah I had a career before I had the kids but that was 12 years before I mean Ethan was 11 12 so um then so yeah so I I finally left and was like, what am I going to do? And then, of course, the guilt. You know, every mother has this sense of guilt. Yeah. And then it's like, now I, I- still have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I must interject. <laughs> sorry. I'm no. so sorry. This is your story. But the guilt. The oh. guilt. I mean, yeah. and the guilt that all of a sudden I had been with him um, for 11-ish, 12 years. And then now mom has to work and suddenly mm-hmm. mom has got to find a job and then work and not be home I felt horribly guilty about that but I still knew in the end we would still be healthier <laughs> for it yeah mm-hmm. and so I moved to Westland and then actually on Mother's Day of 2016 I got my first apartment and we moved in on Mother's Day. Aw, that's bittersweet. It, what it actually was it kind of was this sense of Heal, like I had this first moment of healing. Mm-hmm. Like I could have my own space to cry and laugh in with my kids and have all those emotions. I think when you're feeling uh, this juggled space, you it's hard to even place your your feelings mm-hmm. and and all those um, all those fluctuating feelings right. and emotions. So then, um, yeah, we moved. So I didn't have any money outside of my spouse. And so that money, so I, we tried to do mediation. That was the whole goal. And we really tried to do mediation. My parents and my family 
they tried, oh, let's try mediation. That would be the best for everybody. Mm-hmm. And a lot of mediation sources also have um, counsel that represents like each spouse and then the children as a whole. And they should have a voice. I mm-hmm. mean, if they can, they should have a voice or a representative. But that's mm-hmm. not what ended up happening. And someone was kind enough in my life to front my divorce costs. I then had to pay that person back mm-hmm. um, after the divorce went through. So I filed in August, I believe, of 2016. And we were done by the end of February when it went through. And I got my, I got a job April yeah, April of 2016, so um, just before I moved into the apartment, and still the job I'm with today. Oh, wow. And, oh. Yeah, it's been almost seven years, and it will be seven years next month, actually. And, um, and this family I grew up with, so, I mean, they had a need, and they knew what I did for a living, and so I kind of fit into that perfectly. And, um, you know, divorce is messy and you miss days of work, especially at the beginning because there's so much involved. Mm -hmm. And children are, like, not knowing where their placement is in all of this. And so I miss some days of work at the very get-go, like when you're trying to make an impression. Right. (laughs) And uh, they were really willing to work with me. So that was That you really found a good spot. I remember having a hard time even renting an apartment because I I was (laughs) self-employed at the time. Um, And I didn't, I couldn't prove my income and... I had to use, even to pay for the divorce, I had to dip into my um, retirement account, actually, to um, pay for the divorce. And then I had to prove to the apartment complex how much money I had in my retirement account in order for them to rent to me. But several places, I went to a ton of, and this would have been in late 2015, Mm -hmm. they would not rent to me. And I'm like, and I wasn't used to that because I'm like, I'm not some podunk loser. Like, (laughs) this is not the type of person I am. I can't believe you're declining me. You know, so that's a whole nother level of stress, you guys. Right, Amy? Well, and it is. And some, the the great thing or the blessing in our situation is that, yeah, I didn't have, I had just started a job. So who can get an apartment after they just started a job? And so I had somebody in my life or in our lives Mm -hmm. where that person approached my ex-husband and said, you know, you can hate or not like, you know, your wife as much as you want. But and this is, you know, both of your faults, but your children should not have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So I am telling you and we're both people in the Christian community. I'm telling you as somebody in the faith mm-hmm. that you need to um, protect your children, even if they are not living with you, mm-hmm. and you need to provide for your children, even if they're not living with you, until the divorce is done and she has some financial means. And so through that, oh, my wow. ex-husband signed. He was the co-signer. Wow. Wow. So... 
And then as soon as the divorce went through, within 30 days, the judge said all all commitments, all contracts were released that were joint within 30 days. And so that was a huge blessing to have that person in my life. That's that a good advice. That mm-hmm. For oh, him, because at the end, and I said, I mean, you can hate me all you want. Mm-hmm. You literally can. Like, I'm okay with that. But we decided that... I would be home to take care of the kids and we're not getting along and it's unhealthy. So we are going to part ways. It's not the kids fault. So you also need to help me help them until I can get a job. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's that's good. I mean, that's, that's probably good advice to to also try to get a third party in there or someone that, that you both mutually trust and Mm -hmm. can, if it's someone in your church or this person or family married us oh, oh my wow. god this person married oh us. then perfect yeah. oh yeah. my gosh that worked out and this person knew like they knew that we had tried so many avenues of help and like trying to make it work and at the end this person was like you know you can't do anything more and it's mm-hmm. not it's not healthy. So no. yeah. then that person just helped us in the best way possible. Yeah. And he did end up helping me and the kids more. But, at you know, at the end of the day, you can't be a stay-at-home mom and then put money on the table yeah. to pay for all these different things now Ouch. that you're responsible for. So, Wow. Wow. <sighs> yeah. That is heavy. Well, yeah. so Sophie. I was in San Francisco oh, at the right. time. And um, I had talked to him about it being possibly over in like August of or July of 2015. Mm-hmm. It's funny how we all, all this all so happened. This gives with, me goosebumps, kind of. You guys, I know, I know. I know it kind of it's it's really weird. Um, and I and I think he. You know, he didn't want it to be over, obviously, and I was, I was, I was done. So, um, for many reasons, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it was, it was a difficult time. But I knew that I needed to do what was best. I could not be a good mother mm-hmm. to my son mm-hmm. in this in, in this particular way of living, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't healthy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed to protect him and not that he has needed protection from his dad per se, mm-hmm. sure. but it was not, you know, if I did not feel like a good person anymore or that mm-hmm. I could do what I needed to do to be a good mother, I knew it was over. Sure. So in October, it was, I think Halloween night or the night before Halloween, oh, goodness. I told him that it was over. I was going to file for divorce and what we were going to do next. At that time, I mean, we weren't sleeping in the same bed. We lived in a two-bedroom apartment in San Francisco. And, you know, my son had one room. I slept in the other room. And then he slept on the couch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got along for the most part. We got along, um, you know, and he tried. And, you know, he didn't want it to be over. And I know every day he tried really, really, really hard um, to change things. But I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. I just, I, yeah. yeah, I have. I'm sorry to inter- interrupt your story, but I just wanted to say I forgot. Well, I didn't forget, but that's something else about mine too. Is Mr. X didn't really want 
to separate he didn't want it at all and but it had been so um uncomfortable for so so many mm-hmm. years that um and I would say and we did go to marriage counseling little little pieces are I'm as you guys are talking I remember more things and yeah and and actually he was the one that pushed for the marriage counseling and I had already had one foot out the door and I didn't want to do it but I went and of course it didn't it didn't make a difference. Yeah, but sure. I, he yeah. he wanted um, to do counseling. He was yeah. at that point because he was not really up to doing any counseling before. Mm-hmm. He was willing to do it, and I said, "I am going to work on myself. You do what you want." At the eleventh hour, he finally was agreeing to. Yeah, it, and the I said, "No, you go yeah. seek. You go seek counseling. Mm-hmm. I will seek counseling. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason for us to go together at this point because I was done. I yep. was literally." Yep. I had nothing. I told Mm -hmm. him, this is literally what I told him. I have nothing left. Um, So we decided to go to a mediator. And she was good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think these, you know... (laughs) <laughs> you should see Sophie's <laughs> bodily movements right now. It's kind of funny. Okay. Oh, I think she was, she, I mean, she was going, she, this was her second marriage and she was pregnant and all this. There was, there was a lot of stuff going on with her. So she wasn't all that into what we had to say. It was kind of weird. And she always kind of yeah. fluffed it off to somebody else. And so it took us a while. Um, we did not, we both lived in the same house. So by the times that, so I originally told him in July or August of 2015. In August of 2016, I moved, Kyle and I moved to Portland, and that's where I got the new job. But I had to tell, so I, good thing we were in mediation because basically I went to mediation oh, with sure. the information saying, I got this new job. It's better for, for my son and I to move there. It's the cost of living, kind of. <laughs> Is uh, <laughs> at the time, at the maybe. time, maybe a little bit was more affordable than it was in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> and it was better. If I'm going to yeah. be the breadwinner, I need to be where my job is. Sure. And so, um, so basically, we officially completely separated homes a year after we started the the uh, mediation, process. the process. Yeah. Oh my lord. Um, a year. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we lived in the same apartment building, the same apartment. Yeah. yeah. Um, had dinner. We, you know, we didn't tell my son until after his fifth birthday that I was, we were moving. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, we were, and it was a sad day. Yeah. You know, but. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I said to, I said to Kyle, I go, well, the, the, the um, apartment we got, and I showed him pictures, I go, it has a pool. And he's like, oh. It has a oh. pool. <laughs> the pool is a game changer. <laughs> His dad was like, "Okay, I just lost out to a pool." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, and um, you know, and we made arrangements. So I, I for the first year, I flew Kyle. So Kyle and I would fly together. It was really expensive, but we flew together um, every six weeks originally mm-hmm. and I told him that he his dad can come visit anytime he wants yeah and I also gave him the opportunity if he comes to visit he can stay at my house and I'm going to stay somewhere else so that Kyle had his home and his bed sure. and all right. this sort of stuff instead of staying in a hotel and his dad yeah. being you know not having money or whatever 
I was giving that. To I him. like that generosity. Of I, you. Was I don't very know if I would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you know, for the most part, we got along. Um, mm-hmm. We got along. I, I don't think we ever really had a big kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. Ker- yeah. Kerfuffle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We got along really well, and and overall, um, it, we got our divorce paper. So basically, he didn't sign a stupid piece of pa- like one piece of paper that was the judge needed in California or something, mm-hmm. and he didn't sign it. So I'm asking the lawyer. I already moved here to Portland and I'm emailing the lawyer I'm like what are we missing like why isn't this not going through and she's like oh let me check oh this paper forgot to be signed um he needs to sign this he needs to sign that oh my god I was like seriously now so I had to go back to him and and you know what I know it was hard because I had to go back to him because it was mediation so it was she was emailing both of us but I had to follow up and it wasn't like like we're really talking through a lawyer it was right so but it worked for us and and um he stayed back in san francisco and he eventually moved to portland and this is a doozy guys he i moved into my new house that i bought and um so this is november um he moved into our house november of thanksgiving in um, 2016 and he lived in my house, this what? house that I live what? in. <laughs> Six months he lived here. And it was part of his transition. And Kyle asked me, Dad can't afford to live here. And I really want him to move to San, or to Portland. Mm-hmm. And I want him to be here. So we made it. And I, I tried to tell Kyle. And we were very clear with him that, you know, we are not going getting back together mm-hmm. this is just to help out dad and um he was here for six months six months wow. i had breath. to ask him to leave oh. but um you know we got along well i cooked dinner but it was like we were a family but right. we weren't and it was just yeah. really really hard and mm-hmm. i kyle was really young like five years old kindergarten and you know he, he was really helpful. He cleaned up. He, I mean, he was a good guest. I yeah. mean, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. And yeah. it wasn't anything bad. I, it was just, um, for really, my relation, you can't move, move on. on. Yeah. That's just when it. When you're constantly being connected back to those like storylines. I know. I mean, I, I would literally make dinner. We would sit, the three of us would sit down and have dinner. And then I would go up to my room and I literally sat in my room from seven o'clock until bedtime oh. and then he had the whole the rest of the house yeah. I had my bedroom yeah. <laughs> you just can't get into a routine like yeah. you can't live a normal routine when no. you're in that circumstance no but right. you know what he's still living here he's you know doing no no well. not here not in not, the house oh, not in my house <laughs> yeah. no he's still living in Let's Portland clarify this yeah. <laughs> yeah. after yeah, I remember we I, I um I was with an Uber driver and telling him, and him and I were talking and he, uh, I guess I was telling him that my ex is living at my house while he just moved here from San Francisco. He's going, oh my God, I swear to you, two weeks ago I had a man in my car <gasps> that ta- said the same story. Same guy. <laughs> it was him. It was him. 
Oh, he's, like, he's like, uh, you're a really good woman for le- letting oh, you stay there. What are the odds of getting the same <laughs> driver? <laughs> wow. Hilarious. I think it was very good, though, and probably offered some not just sense of home and processing for your child right. also to see that that's you the go, main reason you did it you yeah. go through yeah. this you go through this situation and then you're like trying to adjust and for some families it's not so amicable so um the fact that you know you kind of are divorced or really separated in the situation and now he's living with you I mean, I bet you that did put some, while it wasn't so much calmness for you, it probably was for Kyle until maybe, I do think, and I -hmm. think you both would agree with me, that at some point in time, the child also needs to be in the new routine. Like, it's not good for them. And that's where it it. was getting to. It was getting to a point where it was too comfortable for everyone. Sure. uh, Except for me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, he just needed to pl- a plan, and yeah. we, and you know he was upset that I asked him, but it, yeah. it's really too bad. And he was, I like I said, he he cleaned up the house, sure. he took Kyle everywhere, yeah, going above and beyond. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was for the most part. Yeah, he was. So I I couldn't complain. I just you know I just needed my space, and I needed yeah. to move on. Yeah. He wasn't my husband anymore because so he moved in. That that Thanksgiving, the beginning of November, I think it was like November six, our divorce went through, and then three oh. weeks later he's moving in. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> there's nothing like going forward and going then taking back. ten steps yeah. back. <laughs> but you know, but that's 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 my. I would say mediation was good. Um, I think it worked for us, but not necessarily for everybody. Do you think that's more affordable than it getting is more a, for, affordable than an attorney? I wasn't. I don't know. I just was. That was a thought. It it was, and it yeah. also gave us time to talk about it um, at that point in time. So we mm-hmm. both. I mean, we both drive in this car together. We both rent the elevators together. It was just uh, so weird sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But we managed through it. And, you know, we're still friends and it's fine. I, I mean, I have a, a good relationship with him. And, and I think we're both proud that we're able to do that yeah, with our sure. son. Right. I don't yeah. know what mediation costs in uh, California, but the mediation costs for when I was looking at it, it was about 3500 at the most, and each person had a representative, and the hope was, is, you know, within three to six months, and you wouldn't have to go to court. Mm-hmm. That is not the route that happened for I, us. I didn't have to go to court at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't have end up going to court either, but it, I mean... Ours was about fifteen. A uh, mine. I don't know how much he paid, oh. but mine. When all was said and done, it was about fifteen thousand. Wow. Yeah, I know that's another thing, yeah. especially when you don't when already funds are low. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't remember in the end honestly how much the total was, but I know to start I had to give a five thousand dollar retainer, yeah. and then I I know there was fees after that, but I I honestly sort of use the avoidance technique. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of an often technique I use in general in life procrastination so um but you know Sophie that makes me think too as you're talking I mean I 
you know, Mr. X and I, we were very cordial to one another, Mm -hmm. Um, even though there was tenseness and disagreements about things and there was still this cordialness Mm -hmm. um, and partly probably for our child, you know, too, but just that's just kind of how we were just polite I guess and even when we went to court like we sat next to each other it was weird it was kind of weird and awkward and so I still carry this huge sense of guilt because Mm. on one hand I feel like I abandoned him you know and this is something I still need to work on a hundred years later (laughs) but um no because I mean I've mentioned this to you guys before I just I never processed everything so I still I'm still carrying around some baggage but you know I what he but is fine you well know that's exactly you know what you that's need, what yeah the, you need the, to yeah. move on those from are the words that my daughter actually told me <gasps> in the recent few months when I had a meltdown with her about mm-hmm. it and I was crying my eyes out and those were the words I told her that I felt like I abandoned him and she looked at me very sternly and she's like mom he's fine <laughs> she's like yeah. he's fine yeah he's fine but they are, yeah. you survive it, this, like people yeah. survive this and, and you come the, uh, you get on the other side of it. So I, I think if anything, one of the messages is cause it's, it's, it's shitty and it's, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I felt shame. I'm like, I'm not married anymore. I'm divorced. And then even like mothers at schools were like, Oh, like you, you're, you don't have a husband. And I, it just, you know, they treat you differently thinking that you're after their husband. I'm not after you. Right, right. There's all these, this whole. It's just so weird. It is. And then you go to these family events and then everyone's coupled up and you're not, there is a lot of things to process during that time. It's not easy. And I don't think any, any one of us would ever say that, Mm -hmm. but you can get to the other side. Right. There's a a light at the end of the tunnel. There is, but there's a lot to process it. And it does take, I went to therapy that full year from when, I first said we were over to the day I moved I was seeing the same therapist every week and she helped me get through all of it um because she had to remind me what are the what are the she kept saying what are the three three things that you can't change that the reasons why you need to move on and I would name the three things she's like okay you need to remember those three things Mm -hmm. and remind yourself because you can they're really nice they you know and it's but it's, uh, you know what? The other stuff doesn't change. That other stuff doesn't change. Yeah. I got to mm-hmm. remember that and, mm-hmm. and, and keep that line. Some of, uh, right. some of it, like for me, I, I had, we had separated in 2013 for a mm-hmm. summer. Most people don't know this, but now you do. <laughs> but, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we separated in two, 2013. And I had told myself, we went through a different kind of, uh, therapy. We actually met with a guy who counsels the local pastors in the area on like church issues and stuff. So we got an entirely different dynamic and we were hoping that maybe that would help. And in the end, I told, I kept telling myself, I will, I will not, if this doesn't get better and it doesn't get healthier, I'm not going to spend just as many years as it took me to get to that point to leave to do that again so then when I left in 2016 but I just I mean I looked at my mom because of course you know my parents are still married they're a huge proponent and so am I for marriage Mm -hmm. and my mom just looked at me and 
she said, are you done? And I, I probably, I think I cried in her lap for like three hours, Aww. like sobbing all the I'm things, gonna cry. <laughs> it, oh all the things that you just, you just stuff, mm-hmm. you know, stuff yeah. and stuff and stuff, the guilt, the shame, the judgment. And for me, when I left, I knew for a fact, especially growing up in the church and Christian world, that I for sure was going to wear a scarlet D (laughs) and I was going to lose people in my life that I thought Mm. were my closest people. And I just knew that for me, it wasn't so much about happiness because while I was very unhappy in my marriage, I created as much happiness as I could. But I was horribly, our situation, myself, him, the kids, we were horribly unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It was just, and it was debilitating. It was affecting people's health. And so it was like, it's unhealthy. So I think a lot of times we can play around with happiness. But at the end of the day, are we really healthy? And That's actually a good point. Because you can, you would see people and they're like, oh, they look so happy together. And it's like, oh, but are they, yeah. is it a healthy relationship yeah. or yeah. is it? Yeah. I think there's a difference there. I think that's a really good, a, a really good way to kind of put it into of say, perspective. Yeah. Well, even at when people you, say, "Oh, are you," but you look happy, and oh. it's like, "Oh, but are you healthy in this relationship?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good question. And that a good was perspective. the battle he and I had. He, he would be like, "Oh, you're just not happy," and I'm like, "No, this isn't about happy. This is about I'm not healthy. You're mm-hmm. not. Healthy. None of us are healthy." And for us, we had a different dynamic. We did not get along for many years. Our divorce was very ugly and very messy. And we really, we did not get along. We could not, we, we exchanged the kids as best as we could. We really didn't interact at all. And now that it's been seven years, like the last two and a half years literally have been our healthiest interaction in like the 25 years I've known this person. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and I'm glad that we got to this yeah. point. I mean, I'm, I'm really thankful that we got to Absolutely. this point. Absolutely, yeah. But it's just a messy, yep. messy thing. I think that was good. Oh, my goodness. Talk about a healing session, a healing journey. Uh, what? Oh, I was going to ask <laughs> a quick question. Sure. How many, how many years were you guys married? Before seven, okay, fourteen. Yeah, we were fourteen too. I mean, we ended up our divorce went through the fifteenth year. Wait a minute. We were no. Hold on. I need a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we walk by where you got married? Uh, you I might be going by when we started dating versus. Um, well, wait. She's got a calculator out. I I can't put I can't do numbers in my head anyway. Oh, thirteen. I was off by one year. (laughs) You'd never know I was in honors math in school. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We were married thirteen years. Okay. No, I I think sometimes that puts place like placement on you know we keep fighting and fighting for something you know for years and years and years for something that you hope in like whatever year you're in oh things will change Mm -hmm. and then the next 15 years will be amazing and that's kind of what you keep thinking Mm -hmm. until you can't think about that anymore 
Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think I, we, I, whatever, drug it out longer than was healthy, really. Mm-hmm. Probably should have happened several years prior. But then you just, you just kind of exist in a way and go through your. I remember something that was hugely profound for me. So any of you yes. believers out there who are listening, I remember, um, you know, when you're a Christian, it's very difficult to um, get divorced. There's so much judgment with all of that. And um, it's just a hard place to be, especially if you're a people-pleasing person. And um, I remember a Christian therapist uh, that was working with one of our kids. He looked at me and he was like, you think you're sinning by leaving? You're sinning just as much by staying because you're showing your children that this is a healthy marriage life and a healthy way of living Mm -hmm. when it's not. It's like so toxic and so beyond the other way. And I thought, that for me was profound because mm-hmm. there's not very many Christian believers or maybe Catholics or Mormon <laughs> believers out there saying, you think you're sitting by leaving mm-hmm. or you're going to, you know, damage your relationship with God or whatever. Just know that you, there's just as much sin and stain than it was leaving. And that mm-hmm. was pivotal for me. Yeah. Pivotal. Yeah. I don't know what changed for me. I, uh, I think considering my my other relationships if something goes wrong I tend to leave like I tend to end it because it's not healthy and I don't feel good and um so I think I left at I didn't drag it on I don't think I really drag Mm -hmm. it on Mm -hmm. other than I mean we had to live together um but I I don't but I think that was the right time I think I did leave at Mm -hmm. the right time and it could have been easily enough to stay behind and not take that step and move ahead mm-hmm. and move on. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. I think we need to go get a massage now. <laughs> I know. My, my, I know. I, I know. I know. I, I, I feeling shoulder heavy. <laughs> I mean, it's feeling a little bit lighter because but, talking yeah, about just, it and sharing about it, I think, is yeah, yeah. a little healing. And yeah. inspiring our three yeah. different stories because they were different. Yeah, and we different had different, people, experience. different experiences. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was good. Oh, good job, ladies. Okay, well, as we say, there's another one in the books. <laughs> and um, thank you so much for joining us, you guys. We love you. And we will be back next week. And one more very important thing it's Wine Wednesday. Cheers. Not sure why we weren't drinking more during this particular session. (laughs) I don't know. We ran out of wine. (laughs) All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to us, and we look forward to hanging out with you next Wednesday. Please join us. And in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at Portland. Also, we would love to hear from you and hear some of your juicy stories. You can email us your stories at rxop.yourstory@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Until next week. Bye. bye.